Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers, and I'm here with Scott Freeman. We want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to Community Group Training. The goal of Community Group Training is to address challenges that group leaders face regularly and to help them feel competent to equip their groups well. Today, we're talking about some best practices in having and initiating difficult conversation in community groups. All right, let's jump into our episode. Well, Scott, great to see you today. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, recently I had a conversation with a community group leader that involved a difficult situation, and I was so impressed with how he handled it. Yeah, you know, today I think we we really just want to talk about something that is a challenge for many leaders. I know it has been for me at times, and that is initiating difficult conversations with people Mm -hmm. that we're leading. Um, You know, we often talk about leaders requiring three main qualities, uh, being spiritually mature, being relational, and being directional. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to be honest, spiritually mature is a non-negotiable. We're not going to make someone a leader uh, at Grace Church if if we don't see that spiritual maturity. And often the reason they are on our radar in the first place is because they are relational. You know, Mm -hmm. they're easy to, to talk to. Um, we see that, but but the third piece, being directional, is the one that that tends to be the most challenging for most of our leaders. Yeah, I mean, why do you think some leaders struggle with being directional? You know, I think there are a lot of factors that can create hesitation, um, but the ones that I've heard the most often in talking with leaders is that um, you know we're fearful. Uh, we don't want to offend. You know, we may not feel qualified, and that could be for a lot of different reasons. It could yeah. be because of our own sin, our mm-hmm. own limitations. Uh, it could be because we haven't experienced the exact same thing that the person that we're we're trying to lead is dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, we may, you know, kind of think, "Man, I'm I'm too young to talk to this person. I'm not in their stage of life. I'm mm-hmm. too old. I'm too." There are a lot of different things that we can tell ourselves. So, you know, we don't feel qualified. It may be that we've just grown cynical and we're scared that what we say is just not going to do any good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I think we tell ourselves, you know, I just, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of different reasons that we may hesitate. Yeah. Well, I can definitely relate to many of those. I want to talk about the first one that you mentioned being fearful. Double tap on that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. um, You know, I think fear of man, fear of offending um, the person that we're leading is a big roadblock for many of us. We worry that bringing up this challenging conversation is going to hurt the relationship. And, you know, I'll admit that sometimes it does create short-term tension. Um, Mm -hmm. But more often than not, what I've seen in these conversations is that long-term, it actually strengthens the relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can think back to uh, one time when I met with a couple who was preparing to get married. It was a premarital interview. Um, had, you know, had the meeting, things felt okay, but then there were just some, some questions that I thought about after our meeting that I'm like, you know, I really need to go back and ask him about this. Okay. And, uh, I dreaded that conversation because I knew it was going to be kind of sensitive and, um, and it was, it was an awkward conversation. Uh, I kind of worried about, you know, the, how that would, Mm -hmm. would turn out, um, but the uh, the long term implications of that it, it turned into a great friendship. Mm. Uh, he actually called me back and asked if I would be willing to do their wedding. Wow. Um, and his uh, the statement that I'll never forget was that you know nobody had ever loved him enough to have some of those challenging conversations. He was kind of taken aback by it in the moment, but really appreciated that. And long term, 
uh, it created, you know, a stronger relationship. So I think, uh, often we use that, that fear of man as a reason not to have it, mm-hmm. but, uh, we, we need to fight through that as leaders and have those conversations. Man, that's great, Scott. I know that there are probably many of us that are listening to this right now who need to have difficult conversations mm-hmm. or maybe they've had one before and they're just coming off of that. I think it'd be a good point for us to just maybe take some time to schedule to communicate with our community group leaders, those who we're really responsible to in this leadership position that we have to maybe share some insights that we've gotten from that or ask for prayer for that. I think Mm -hmm. this is a good just point that fear does hold us back. And just a simple step that we could take is just to go connect with someone in our circle that could help us dialogue through that some. And I think some of that is because we just don't feel qualified. So just to transition here, what if we don't feel qualified to give direction for some reason? Sure. Yeah. You know, I think there are two sides to this. You know, anytime we prepare to challenge someone, it should make us look in the mirror and examine our motives. Am I doing this for the right reason? It should make us examine our own character. You know, and because we are all sinners, we're not going to always love what we see when we look in the mirror and we search our own hearts. You know, this is uh, Matthew 7, 5, getting mm. the plank out of our own eye before pointing out the speck in our brother's eye. And yeah. so uh, this should help us to always... Um, you know, go to the person that we are leading with humility and with grace. Uh, But with that said, I think one of Satan's greatest tools in keeping life change from happening is keeping us silent by Mm. making us believe that we aren't qualified to speak up when we see something that needs to be addressed. And, you know, we tell ourselves, I haven't been through exactly what they're going through, so I won't say anything. Or, you know, who am I to say something? I've made plenty of mistakes myself, which is which is true. Um, or, you know, they'll never listen to me. I'm too young. I'm too, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Um, but I will say that, you know, there's a reason that we've tapped you as a leader um, of your community group, and that person isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the argument that I'm too young, you know, age does not equate to spiritual maturity. Mm -hmm. Um, We are not alone in this. We can utilize the expertise of other leaders, of other, you know, of pastors. That's right. Um, And so we uh, need to kind of step through that fear that we're not qualified and recognize that, you know, none of us are perfect. We're never going to be, we're never going to give the perfect advice, but stepping out there and saying something is, is vital to life change occurring. Yeah. What if we're worried that saying something just won't do any good? Yeah. You know, we've all had those situations where we said something, we told somebody what they probably needed to hear and, they didn't act on it. Yeah. Or, and the truth is, it may not do any good, but I can say with 100% certainty that staying silent won't mm-hmm. help. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we often view life change incorrectly. We think that we have to get them from one to 10 mm-hmm. today. That's you right. know, we have to have this conversation and we have to see an immediate turn and everything change. And life change just doesn't happen that way. I've, mm-hmm. I've read this in, in several books um, where you know, it may be my job to have a conversation with them today and just plant a seed Mm -hmm. or to help move them if they are at a one. My job today might be to get them from one to one and a half. (laughs) And hopefully years from now, they'll be at 10. But um, we, we, I think, view it uh, too immediately and and we want to see things happen too quickly. And taking a big picture approach can kind of help us uh, overcome that. 
Yeah. You know, another thing that I hear from leaders often is, you know, what if I say the wrong thing? And <laughs> this probably isn't comforting, but you might. <laughs> you might, uh, you know, say something that's completely out of left field. Um, but I would say one thing that can can kind of be a, a comfort for leaders is just ask questions. You mm-hmm. know, buy, that buys some time. It helps you figure out what to say. Uh, it makes the person feel heard when you are just asking, you know, tell me more about that. Give me more details. Um, and I will say, too, from experience that God often meets you when you have no idea what to say. I've been in many difficult meetings. Um, that, you know, I come out of the meeting and I'm like, I have no idea where yeah. that even came from. And True. it was just God meeting me in the moment and giving mm. me the right words to say to the person. So praying through this through this uh, entire process is so, so helpful, so key. Yeah worrying that we're going to say the wrong thing is not a reason to not have the conversation. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important for us to talk to other leaders, mm-hmm. ask questions too, and just always bounce things off of other people. Don't right. be a lone ranger in that. That's good, Scott. This has been very helpful. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? You know, just that when we survey leaders, typically at the end of their group time, one common response that we hear is, I wish I had challenged my group members more. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had not cared so much about what they thought of me. Um, rarely do we hear leaders say, you know, I was just too hard on them. Mm. I had too many difficult conversations. And <laughs> um, and I will say personally, I, you know, my biggest regret in thinking back over all the community groups that, I, that Jenny and I have led is one particular couple that was in our group for several years. And um, you know, we, we saw some red flags and just kind of wrote it off to, you know, that's probably just their personality that mm-hmm. they interact that way or they mm-hmm. do that. And, and we just kind of hesitated to have that conversation and the, the marriage, you know, ended up yeah. uh, in a bad place and not that us saying something necessarily would have, um, changed everything, but it does make me wonder. And so I would just, uh, encourage our leaders to, you know, if you have a hunch about something, mm-hmm. if you see something in group, follow up on it. Don't yeah. just make excuses or think, well, that's, you know, it's probably just the way they are. That's good. You know, Chris, I remember an episode you did in your Men at Grace podcast uh, with one of our community group leaders where you talked about this very thing, having difficult conversations with those that you're leading, those that yeah. you're in community with, managing the tension around that. And that might be a good real-life example mm-hmm. of some of these things that we've been talking about. So, you know, we could put the uh, a link to that in the show notes that our uh, leaders can go and listen to yeah. as well. Yeah, that was a good interview, and it was a good picture of what you're talking about here. Right. So, yeah, this has been really good. We'll add that in the show notes. Man, this has been great. Thanks for Thanks for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to your group life staff member or email us at grouplife at gracechurchsc.org and we'll get you connected. Thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to joining you on the next episode.